I am Joe Barton. I am the best pro wrestler in the world. And I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a legend. I don't care if you're a Hall of Famer. I'm the best wrestler in the world. And if you have a problem with me saying that, then you should probably be mad yourself for not saying that about yourself. Thank you for joining us on the Wrist Tape Roundup. We would love to introduce you now to our first guest, Joe Barton, Colorado-based independent wrestler. Joe, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Very good. Thank you, uh, mate. I'm just keen to hear about a, a big weekend of uh, yeah. bookings that you had um, with some couple, with a few big names on the independent wrestling scene by the looks of things. So. Yeah. I'm keen to talk a little bit about that. Um, mate, so, yeah. so firstly, just uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. So you're, you're a Colorado-based independent wrestler? Yes, yes. I am the awesome one, Joe Barton. Um, I've been wrestling here in Colorado consistently for four years now. I, before that, I was uh, in the Army for 12 years. And then also during those 12 years, I was doing um, modern army combatives at the martial arts program for the army. And I was training uh, the men and women of the army uh, in close range combat. I was also competing um, a lot of uh, competition battles that included other Marines other um, Navy people, other Air Force, like all the branches of the military would compete, um, compete in these tournaments. And, um, wow, okay, yeah. So yeah. you're a, uh, so you're a bad dude then. <laughs> I know, I, I know how to defend myself from every <laughs> brain. <laughs> I don't, I don't, um, I don't know yeah. about that at all. So do you, do you incorporate that sort of style into the into the way you know into your professional wrestling? As Joe Barton, yes. As myself, yes. Yeah, I do. Time. I do that. Um, it's I try. I try uh, everything I learned over the years into my into my moveset. Um, I, I'm ready for any type of opponent, big, small, high fire. Monster, whatever. I'm, I'm confident to stand against anybody. Yeah, anybody. So that's, that's my style. I bet. I bet. I ha- so have you found that that background? So have you found that that background has helped you adapt to the world of professional wrestling? Sort of your training and and everything like that. Of, of course. Like, I've always wanted to be a professional wrestler. Um, since I was a little boy, I've always trained to be a professional wrestler. And but when I started doing MMA, I just noticed the similarities between the training styles. You learn you learn how to take uh, take a fall and you learn how to fight you learn how to fight from the bottom of the ground up. So it was something I Sorry, Joe. I just lost you there. What? Um, what was that? What was that last bit? And then what I'll do is I'll just edit it, and we'll go back from there. Okay. Um, where was it? <laughs> I was saying. Um, yeah. What was I saying? 
<laughs> so you're saying so you're learning from the so fighting from the ground up. Okay, yeah. So yeah, it's just there's with more army battles and like or MMA and pro wrestling, the training is very, very similar. Um uh it's, I was able to I was able to easily adapt or bring like bring everything I learned from MMA or modern army battles right over to pro wrestling. And like I said, I've always I was always training in wrestling. And my yeah. first tra- trainer, I don't, I don't know if you remember the old WCW power plant, but like they once WCW like went away, they uh they killed the school corner and they had this thing where if you like send them a hundred dollars. They sent you like these uh, CD-ROMs with the uh, curriculum on, on these discs. I, I have those discs. I still, still I have. So you all. still have those discs from the old. I have those. I have those CD-ROMs, and they, <laughs> they had like Word documents and like uh, media players with Ellis Ellis Skipper teaching you techniques and other things. And yeah, I still, that was my first trainer. And, I watch those CD CD rhymes on, on my carpet. <laughs> yeah. So, do you but, go? So, how long after WCW sort of vanished did that school <laughs> stay around, or did it disappear pretty quickly? No, nah, no, nah, the power like it turned into. We went from the power plant to was it WWA four or four eight? Bro, like yeah, we're all wrestling a lot of like uh, AJ Styles, AJ Styles went there. Even Skipper went there. Yeah, a lot of a lot of young talent that made up the X division in the original TNA NWA run. I think yeah. were a part of that. Yeah, yeah. So you, yeah, yeah. you mentioned that you were um, always wanted to be. You know, you always wanted to be a pro wrestler. What what spurred that on? Was it just something? You know, was it just a passion from childhood? You know. What sort of influence did you have that sort of spurred that on? Well, I'm from I'm, I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. The capital yeah. of the world. I was just about to say one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. King Lawler. Yeah. So and uh, big yeah, yeah, the, Memphis, big, yeah. big, big wrestling city. Yes, sir. Like it was just it just it was just in my culture. And my family, my, my immediate family, were all big wrestling fans, and it was just something. It was just something about it that I just it just hooked me. Is it, it was like my favorite comic book characters, or my favorite anime characters, or uh, or Street Fighter come to life. I wanted to be a part of it. And I was always a, a very physical person. I already expressed myself physically. And I just feel like wrestling is just the best way to tell a story in my opinion. I just, I wanted to tell, be able to tell my stories. No, that's, that's excellent. It's, it's, um, it's definitely, uh, definitely, it's definitely a big help, you know, when you come from such like, as you put it yourself, like the mecca of, of pro wrestling really there in Memphis. Did you, did you have much, so, did you see much of like the Memphis Championship Wrestling live? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Like every every chance I get, out, I, I I was down at the um, Channel Five TV station trying to uh, trying to get in there and see guys like Kurt Angle, 
like uh, a earlier Kishi, a early uh, a early Daniel Bryan and uh, MCW K Quick. Man, we all the truth, like, yeah. like or uh, Ron, 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 the true R truth played like in Memphis for like the longest time. Everybody in Memphis thought K Quick was the was the brother of the member of Three Six Mafia. Like you couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't tell us anything. Any different? Like, like no, no, Kate, no, that's Country Black's brother. We see him on MCW. Years later, come to find out, this dude from North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like for years, you asked anybody who lived in Memphis, who grew up in Memphis, oh, Kate Quick, that's Country Black's brother. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so how so those so those um, Memphis Championship Wrestling, uh, you know, tapings and and live events, would that be like a a who's who of the a who's who of the city? You know, would everyone be there? How explain like the sort of how embedded professional wrestling is in in Memphis? Like. I don't know how it is now, but I want to say like back then when I was in the high school, man, like you just you were what just literally walking. You got to be walking down your street and you could run into Brickhouse Brown. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> you could just yeah. I'll be I'll I'll be over there at my grandma's house in North Memphis by Davisville Community Community Center, <laughs> and there's a little store called there's a little corner store called In and Out. I would be walking. My sister or my cousin to the story, I would see Brickhouse Brown coming out. I'm like, oh shit, that's Brickhouse Brown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like wow. my and, and like my sister went to school with um with uh, a local a favorite local wrestler, uh daughter, Johnny, Johnny Be Good. No, 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 not Johnny Be Good. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny Be Fine. No, no, my man, Reggie. Reggie be good. Well, okay. Um, so with that, so obviously the the Memphis Championship Wrestling, uh, you know, spurring spurring you on a bit more. Um, how did you get into taking your training more seriously? So you know, you said you all, you know, you're getting the the, the ROMs, the CD ROMs there from um, the WCW Power Plant. But what what actually? What actually spurred you, and how did you get into training um, seriously for professional wrestling? All right. So before I before I joined the army, I was just trying to find. I was going looking for a place to train in Memphis. Like um, I found a lot. I guess screwed over a lot. <laughs> I guess there would be like a yeah. guy who will, who have a commercial on late night. You know, in Memphis, I would call the number and be like, all right, meet me here. And he would never show up. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and then um, and then finally when I, I joined the army to get out my, to get out of Memphis. There was a lot of that's another story for another day. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I needed I needed to leave. So when I joined the army after a few years, I was like, all right, I'm gonna after my, my after my first appointment after I came back, I was like, man, I really need to do this because I almost died. <laughs> I yeah. Well, like, okay. Rest. 
So I started, so I found a school in North Carolina called in the line of the Spirit, which was three hours away, and I had no car. I had to figure out how to get to training three hours away every weekend for one one Sunday a month. And then I, once I figured that, that out, like I went to training, and then the very next weekend, I was doing my first show. It was like, yo, you tra- this is how you train. So you after show. your first weekend, you were – you were thrown into a throw into performing essentially. Yeah, <laughs> didn't didn't learn how to didn't learn how to bump properly. <laughs> the only, so you the were only, learning on the job pretty much. Didn't learn how to run, run the ropes. <laughs> the only thing you had to do that looked good was lock up. <laughs> but my first match was the battle royale. <laughs> <laughs> so. So what was what was the men, what was the mentality behind that? I mean, was that just like a like a sink or swim mentality, or uh, he just he just, he just wanted he wanted my money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, so you also, also looking at me like, all right, I'm from Fort Bragg. I'm a so I'm an actual soldier. I'm in uniform. He could sell that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, and that. that that played into sort of, I guess, the first gimmick you sort of went with, wasn't it? It was part of – you weren't yeah. the awesome one, Joe Barton, then, were you? No, I was zero hero, the under the underdog champion. <laughs> <laughs> was, that, did, was that something that – was that something that they that was gave something you? I that was <laughs> what was that? That was something that they gave that you created? It was, it was all bad. <laughs> Hey, look! It was your first time, so it doesn't you know you can't you you know you can't hold you to that. That's um, how long? How long did that stint? How long did that stint last? There? How long were you there for? Uh, honestly, only a couple of months because there was a one. It was three hours away, and we were only training once a week, and the training was super inconsistent, like. One day we were actually do in-ring training, and then the next day we were doing promos. I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't know how to bump that <laughs> to a match. That wow, wow! So there was no real, there was no sort of real care, or you know, going into your training from sort of the trainer's part. As you said, it was just sort of something, you know, he wanted your money, just wanted you to get in there. Yeah. So there wasn't, so there wasn't really, there wasn't really much care behind. What they were doing? No, not so ever. Not so ever. Not, not whatsoever. And um, and then like my my um, you know, I was I was still a young soldier. I was a a PFC still, and my and my NCOs were here under me, and I told I told them what was going on, and then they they eventually told me to stop going because there was underage women there who were um. Wow. Fucking, fucking around with older, but well, older gentlemen were fucking around with older age women. And when they and when I talk about ACL, that like we told me, you know, you're not going back. <laughs> that ended. Wow, wow, wow. So pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So that, so say so like moving on from that. So where did it start to? 
where did your training start to intensify <laughs> in, in, the, in the world of professional wrestling? So what was the next so I, step? I mean, you got thrown into very – that's very much like a carny type of mentality, is it not? Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of carny still in yeah. our business. Wow. No, wow. That's the, and that's one of the problems. That's one of the problems I want to clean up. No doubt. I mean, look, being, you know, being from Australia, like I sort of, I've got access to, you know, to what the internet, you know, to what the internet provides. And you do see stories, you do see stories of these sort of carny uh, wrestling schools and stuff like that. But it's interesting to hear I, a tale, you know, hear a tale directly from the source. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, man, like, like, I, yeah, I remember, like, I was coming up, like, before the internet was really, really what it is today. Like, you really had to do research to find a, a school that was not only uh, legit, but actually operating. The people was not updating their websites. So, like, I would go to a website and see, like, 10 schools, call them all, and only one would actually be, would still be operating. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, all right. Let's let moving on. Let's yeah. let's head into the um, what was next. So, obviously, you got out of there quite quickly. Um, yeah. What was so, next? Where did it start to intensify? So from from there, I started getting into MMA and my army battles because you no, know, like I said, the training was was pretty similar. And I learned, and I was, and I was, from there, I, was, I started really picking up Japanese wrestling. I just noticed, oh, they do the same shit in MMA. So yeah. I started doing MMA training, and then I was like, all right, I'm going to go do this until I find a better school. And then what happened was I ended up ended up becoming a pretty good MMA fighter. <laughs> and started really getting involved in that. And then fast forward to Korea, to Korea, I met I met an NCO by the by the name who his, his wrestler name is Pelkon Negro, and he becomes my first lucha trainer. And oh, okay. from next from next for like six months in Korea, I was doing lucha rolls, rock kicks, um, like all my training on a on a fucking what do you call it? Not 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 a tennis ball court, but a racquetball court. Racquetball court. Well, wow. doing all my training on a racquetball court, and then when we did, and when we did, we was like training, taking bumps on like two inch, two inch mats, two inch thick mats. Wow, wow! So <laughs> like, put this uh, into perspective. What what year was that? It was two thousand six, two thousand no, no, two thousand six, two thousand sixteen, two thousand sixteen. Wow. Okay, so you've already, so you know, you've already sort of. Starting to <coughs> develop like a hybrid style of of wrestling, I guess you know, you yeah. know the lucha libre, the the MMA stuff. So you know, you're you're already starting to develop a hybrid style of 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 wrestling. Is this something now that you want to use going forward, or is it something that you've been uh, using going forward? Yeah, that's always been in my my mindset. Like, yeah. I know like, you're a big fan of like the, guy, the, the Japanese yeah. product. Yeah. I like the guys who can just who are multi-talented in any area. I just want to I want to be able to compete with any style. 
So you got a luchador, I I could I go I could I could go lucha with him. You got a, a technical wrestler, I could go I could go hold for hold. You got a brawler, I could go strike for strike. Um I want I believe I'm one of the most versatile guys on the independent scene right now. Because of my because of my training and experience alone. And that's you know, and that's evident. Obviously, you were noticed by um, the crash, Lucha Libre. Yeah. So you made um, you made an, uh, was it an appearance or two appearances there? Just one, just one appearance. One appearance for, for a, the crash. For a, yeah. Excellent. So mo- um, moving forward now, Joe. Um, <laughs> what's uh, what's next? I guess so. You know what? What sort of what sort of come? What sort of come after Korea? Okay. So after Korea. I left Korea in 2017. Yeah. While I was in the air coming back to the States, I was on the phone with um, Rocky Mountain Pro in, uh, in Golden, Colorado. I called him and know, yo, I'm coming over. I'm coming back to Korea. I want to join the school. What's, what's good? And like, I think the, the lady who was on the phone, like, did it take me serious? And like, and she's like, okay, uh, just call, just call and make an appointment. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like two days later, like again, I'm in the air, yeah. <laughs> calling people, telling them I'm coming. They don't believe me. I show up the next day. I'm like, yo, I was on the phone. Here I am. Oh, and like, <laughs> they didn't believe me. And then, well, the next, I so I go, I take the tour. I'm like, all right, cool. Of their school, and then while I'm driving back home from Golden, I get a phone call from California about a job. It's a it's for a contracting job, from and I can't I can't pass up because it's good money. So yes. I, I call Rocky Mountain Pro back. I'm telling y'all, I gotta go. I gotta go get this money in California. So via California, I found another school called SoCal Pro, and I started I started training um, the hybrid lucha. American style is SoCal Pro for the next six months. Um, Under under SoCal Crazy, under Anthony Otto, Mike Camden, Judas, Ryan Kidd. Uh, I I got to work with, um, um, what's his name? Jesus. Jesus. He's, um, I forgot his last name. His name is Jesus, but he's Alberto Del Rio's uh, ring announcer. Okay. Yeah, I feel so bad. Oh, people, please don't hate me. I'm <laughs> <laughs> His name is Jesus. Oh. Wow. Okay. So, Jesus Rivera. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, that's and, yeah. So that. Yeah, I did. I did a. I did a seminar with him, and with his. Yo, if you ever get a chance to take a class, a seminar or a class, even if you're a pro wrestler or not a pro wrestler, do it. Take it. You're gonna learn a bunch of shit. And he just blew my mind. Like he was like one of the first guys to tell me, "Dude, use your information. Use all that shit." <laughs> and I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" And I started. Doing it. I started. And I started doing it. And then after six months, I had uh, my contract ended. And then coming back to uh, Colorado, ended up training with Rocky Mountain Pro again. The guys didn't really take me serious. Like I'm telling them, "Yo, I'm coming back. I've been training for six months." Baby. I come the first day I come back, 
they they forgot completely who I was. And when they told me to do the training, I blow them all away because I know all my bases. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I told you on the phone, I, I've been training guys. <laughs> I know, I know how to, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I have over 10 years of training. <laughs> and how, how long was your stint there with Rocky Mountain Pro? It was um, almost two years. I left this past October because I'm, I'm Again, that's another conversation. Yeah. Um, nothing, nothing, against, nothing against the guys that Rocky Mountain Pro, like the actual performers who perform for Rocky Mountain Pro. But um, there's a there's a problem with um, there's a problem in this business. Like people need to decide if we want to be professional athletes or do we want to be carnies. And the owners and the people behind Rocky Mountain Pro, they they're content on being carnies and. I don't. I'm a professional athlete. I don't. I don't agree. I don't agree with some of their stuff. So Tell, I don't know. <laughs> let's put that. Let's put that into a little bit of perspective. So <clears throat> when we say that, you know, carnies, they they're essentially thinking about themselves in their pocket before the performer. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I just wanted to clear that. I just wanted to clear that one yeah. up. But during your time in Rocky Mountain Pro, um, you know. You, did you encounter AEW's Abaddon there, or did you yes. know Abaddon from before? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was there before. I was there when Abaddon came in. Um, she she had a sister who joined before her, but she ended up unfortunately getting hurt and had to stop training. Oh, okay. Well, but, yeah, but um, Abaddon, man, I just knew off the bat, like, yo, this chick. Like our very cool, forget, like, very, very cool gimmick. Very cool. Yeah, no, no, no. Even from, even before she put on the makeup and stuff, yeah. I could tell like yo, she got something. Cause she got in the ring, she got in the ring, and they told her to lock up, and like she had this look on her face, like, yo, yo, she's gonna be a beast. And she locked up. I'm like, yo, just off the lockup. I'm like, yo, she gonna be something. And then when she started drawing forearms, I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. It's amazing. Like, <laughs> when, when you're training with these people, how do you, do you see that they've got this X factor? Do, do you see that? Like, do you, can you just tell first impression that, hey, look, the, you know, this competitor is really going to make it? Or is it something that develops over time? Is it a bit of both? To me, I think it's a little bit of both. Like, it's for what, like the guys that I've seen, I've seen who are still at it and doing the best at it. Like, it's just something in them. And like with Abaddon, it's just she had, like I said, as soon as she stepped into the ring. And they said, "Yo, you're in a match. Go." She switched like it was. It, the shit was real. And she and if you, if you know somebody who just make that switch immediately, yo, you know, you know they got something. Yeah. Uh, and like Abaddon just came in like fully, fully prepared for the performance side. Like she, like she had her shit down. Everything she needed was just technical. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's so. That, that's yeah. a, did she? Is that where she made her start in Rocky Mountain Pro? Yeah, yeah. 
that's where that's where I first saw her. That's where she got her. I believe where she got her first matches and stuff. But I wouldn't be surprised if she didn't. I did she didn't come in with prior training before. Or something, yeah. Uh, yeah. Was it? But like, also, like, also, she comes from like I don't know if she want me to tell like tell this about her or not, but like she comes like a lot of a lot of, she comes from a background of performance. So that's why wow. that's why her her performance work is just so on top that she comes from that. that yeah, that, from as that I said, incredible gimmick. I I saw her on AEW <laughs> Dark, and then when she made her debut on uh, on Dynamite, and um, yeah, just just in, incredible gimmick. It's it's that believability, I guess. You know, it's it's hard. The, I suppose it's hard now. You know, in the twenty first century, to sort of. We we seem to we seem to have lost that sort of storytelling, you know, people sticking to their gimmicks. But man, that I was looking at clips of it early on, and yeah, no, the gimmicks just seems maybe a little bit more fine tuned now in Dynamite, you know, like now in AEW. Yeah, and absolutely, and like I think this is because like you know you got you got guys like Kenny Omega in that division to help guy. To help guide, right. yeah, guide all them. that experience, so, Omega, Rhodes, yeah. all that experience, yeah. Um, like, she, like she said, she's in good, she's in good, she's in good hands with AEW, and I mean, she's all she's all be a, a big name, and she she might she might be the, the next Undertaker in my opinion, like this. Yeah, well, wow, wow. Yeah. With with Rocky Mountain Pro, any ties to any other independent promotions? Did they, you know, did you ever do, you know, during your time there, did you ever do, <laughs> did you ever do sort of any cross promotion with other other independent wrestling uh, companies? I mean, we like, so there's a connection with OVW. Well, not, I don't even, I won't even say OVW, but like, they had a connection with Al Snow. Okay. Al Snow yeah. always did a bunch of seminars and stuff with us, but like women. We are in our in my time that we never did any official OBW RMP cross promotion shows. Well, but like, and that was like, you know, that was like their big, big selling. Oh, oh we work with House, oh, we work with blah, 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 blah. But yet, you know, we never did any cross promotion shows or he never like sent us down to OBW. In fact, like yeah, in fact, like Rocky Mountain Pro was like so they he had didn't the want us to go. With snow and it was like okay. sort of a half truth. Like, like from what I saw, from what I understood, but when I was there, like it was always the seminars. And then you go to one outdoor seminar, you've been to all the outdoor seminars. It's 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 verbatim the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like you, in fact, if you buy his book, you have the seminar. Well, okay. You have yeah. it verbatim. If you go on YouTube and look up Al Snow seminar, you have the seminar. Nothing to get Al Snow and his and, and his destructing, but it's if you go to one or you've seen one, you've been in the mall, you're not really missing much. You don't you can save some money. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. <laughs> um all right, so moving on, I guess, then from Rocky Mountain. Um, things start to pick up here, I guess, for you, don't they? Right. Um, yeah, um, yeah. This past weekend has been 
like one of my biggest weekends. <laughs> Do- like it's, it's funny because during pandemic. <laughs> Sorry. Like yeah, like I'm saying, like this past weekend was like one of my biggest wrestling weekends. Oh, and it's so ironic cool. because it's during pandemic. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which... B, just touch on that just quickly. A little side note. Just touch on that. How how much has this pandemic really affected sort of the world of independent wrestling? I mean, you know, you're seeing promotions shut down. Um, do you think? Do you think? We will recover from it. I know that you've. I know you've. You've had a few big bookings, as you said, biggest weekend. But how do you think? I guess the obviously the product is a little bit different now. No crowds. Where do you see this going? Oh, um, I know it's a little different here in Australia yeah. to what it is in uh, in the US well, at the like, moment. So <laughs> yeah, like because Australians. They seem to care about each other a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it was. And for some reason, you can't tell an American what to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, even, even like right now, like, we're probably, like, my state, I'm in Colorado, we're probably going to like close that down because the cases just keep going up. <laughs> and, um, like I wanna I wanna perform. I wanna I wanna be able to to express myself artistically with my art form and my sport. But like I have like I have a sick father who's really sick. And I got I have to I have to think about that. Like I'm like if I if I go perform, like am I gonna be okay to go go back and see him? Like I is, yeah. That is that that's kind of thing is in the back of my mind, is in the back of my mind constantly. But at the same time, like I, I just have this, I need to be able to get out there artistically and, and tell and, and tell these stories, especially now where everything that's going on in the world besides the pandemic. Like the good thing about the pandemic, it really made me sit back and see. All the bullshit that's in that's in my life that I don't that I don't want in my life or in my world. Yeah, and, like and I don't know if you kind of following me, but like I'm changing, I'm bringing a lot of my my activism into my wrestling. I'm, I'm using my platform every chance I get to to call out the bullshit because oh. I'm sick. I'm sick. No, of no, it. I've been following. I've been following. Uh, <laughs> No, I've been following. So I've look. As you said, it's been look. Twenty twenty has been a real eye opener for everyone. (laughs) This year, yeah, this year I'm sure will you know will we be remembered for our lifetimes at least. You know, you know what I mean. It's yeah. There's a lot of bullshit going on right now. Um, And you know, unfortunately, it doesn't seem like it's going to be over anytime soon. So. It's what it's you know it's what it's what we do I guess to 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 change that. Um, I know that you're playing. I know you're playing your part, and it's you know, and it's it's a big part. Um, but cool. but I, but I always think I could. I always like believe I could do more. It's and is to me like it's. I gotta keep that 
that drive in me. Like I could always be doing more. I could always be doing more. And and right now I'm more motivated than ever to like like to help change the world. I may not be able to change I may not be able to change the shit that's going on in my country, like but like I'll be damned if I can't change it in pro wrestling. (laughs) There's a lot there's a lot of um unsaid white supremacy in pro wrestling. Like from the stereotype to the tropes to what we call tradition, it's a lot of racist ass bullshit that needs to change. And I'm not to, I'm not trying to sell shit to any promotion. I'm not trying like but I'm gonna need I'm gonna need y'all top promotions to really look at y'all rosters, man. <laughs> not just y'all roster, but like like who are like who are y'all who are y'all really pushing? Who are y'all spending money to push? On your on your on your billboards, on your trucks, on your magazines, on your video games. Look at who you're look at who you're pushing. Because what I see is a lot of people who could pass paper bad tests. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And that, you know, look, Joey, and that's gonna tie into into sort of where I wanted to head with next. Obviously, uh, this past weekend, huge weekend for the awesome one, Joe Barton. Um Big event for Primos. Uh, yes, sir. Primos, Two big events uh, for Primos. Yeah. Premier Pro. Um, yeah. He wrestled in the uh, Black Wrestlers Matter 2. So this is the second Black Wrestlers Matter from Primos. Talk yeah. to me a little bit about Primos, uh, Primos Pro, and how the Black Wrestlers Matter events came about. So, um, the, so the guys uh, who, who run Primos, Joe Parola, Ranola and uh, Joey McDougal, they uh, you know, they've been paying attention. They uh, they uh, they know they know all the the great great um black talent in the area, and they want they wanted to help uh, help um, bring your brenners and raise money for um Black Lives Matter in Denver. So they got the yetter. We did the first show. The first show was a health and success. Um, our goal was just to raise one thousand dollars, but we ended up raising three thousand dollars that show. Wow! And it was so good. We decided to do it again. Do it again for um this past Sunday, and we we pushed um we pushed our donations to almost five thousand dollars, which is amazing. amazing. And, and we just we just been highlighting some of the best new uh, up and coming um. Talent of color in the area. Um, this past Sunday, uh, I put on. Uh, I got to work with a new, a new, uh, a new kid of the name Julian. He's gonna be. A, he's gonna be a big name pretty soon. He's hey, be on the lookout. Be on the lookout for for him. Say that. Say that anyway. again. Say that. Say that name again. I'm sorry. Uh, his name is Julian. Julian. Uh, Julian D'Angelo. Yeah. And he's uh, he's got a bright future, got a bright future. He's uh he's training with at uh at Extreme twenty four seven and Rocky Mountain Pro. He's putting in the work, and you might be on the lookout. You go see big things from him. Yeah, excellent. So you worked, so you worked along, so you worked with him then over the weekend. Yeah, I got to, I got to I got to stop on around. You know, I had to teach him a little something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um. What's the so there in Denver? Was there what was the house like? Was there 
fans in attendance? Yeah, so we had fans in attendance. We had um, all the social distancing distancing rules and in place. They had to wear they had to wear masks. Yeah. <laughs> they had to wear masks. They had to stay back from the rain. Um, yeah, we had we got we had a bunch of restrictions in place to make sure we are to make sure we were safe as safe as possible. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> uh, now I understand there was a bit of traveling in the over the weekend. Wait a second. I understand that there was a bit of traveling for yourself over the weekend. Oh uh, yeah, so yeah, so so the Friday before I performed in Colorado Springs for Primo for wrestling for um uh, uh, a fest- a festival. <laughs> I performed two. I got to perform two matches. I got to. I finally got to work with one of the one of the guys on my bucket list here, uh, a local legend named Johnny Crash. He's a local. Uh, the local legend around here. Finally got to work with him, which was a big, uh, a big honor. And um, from there, the very next morning, I had to, I drove to with my with my homies, the Black Horsemen. Shout out to the Black Horsemen. Uh, we drove to Utah to film TV for uh, devotional devotion championship wrestling in Salt Lake City, Utah. Excellent. They've got and they they have legitimate ties to. Vince Russo, Russo. And, yeah, and yeah, the show. yeah, yeah, uh, and then that was the and then that was a big show because going picking back on what we were talking about earlier, yeah, the cross yeah, cross promotion with OVW at this show, so you get Alice Snow, his OVW got some of his OVW guys were there, Tony Gunn, and uh, the complete package was there competing, and we got to work with those guys as well. That's awesome. So, take a little side note. So, the Black Horseman started in Devotion. No, the Black Horseman started in in a car. Okay. <laughs> <You're> a, <laughs> yeah. So, the Black Horseman is a real group. We're a group of friends, group of training buddies. We are just real, real tight knit and close, and we just have each other back. And like. We were just we were just traveling together, like just watching each other back. And like one day we were doing Utah, doing TV in Utah. We walk in, and Miss Roots are like, "Oh, look at these guys! You're coming in late." I had to crack the joke. Hey, it's okay. Black Horseman are here. Yeah. <laughs> and he and he liked the name. He used to start. He started using the name was on the on the show. I'm like, all right, cool. We're Black Horsemen. <laughs> well, okay. So started as a group of friends, and now it's yeah. and it migrated its way into into the wrestling, into the Devotion Championship wrestling. Yeah. Awesome. And like, and and Black Horseman is is not just you know DCW, like uh, we're we are we are we are organization. We are we're a fraternity. We're, we, we're a brotherhood that look out look out for each other if you want to make wrestling better for everyone. That's awesome, man. Did you want to give a shout out to the members? Oh yeah. So shout out to the Black Horseman, my brother Bruce Wayans, the final boss, the Rocky Mountain Dragon Atiba. Man, the edu- the educator, the educated assassin, Zim Damascus, the enforcer. Mar- uh, Marlon Bishop, my old, my old tag team partner, and my play cousin from Main Island, my high flying brother Cash, Casey Dove, Cash the wrestler, the my my homie, my my look, my my junior giant, the monster filter, 
Shout out to the shout out to the black horses. That's awesome, man. That is that's yeah. awesome. Um, and, and, we're, and we're growing. We're growing. We're taking we're taking new membership every day. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's so good. Yeah. So talk to me. So man, our snow looked jacked on <laughs> from the photos on the weekend. Oh yeah, yo, Al Snow, don't get it twisted. Al Snow is <laughs> that motherfucker is jacked. <laughs> <laughs> he looks just because you jacked don't mean you can kick your ass. <laughs> 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 I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just playing. Unless they, unless they put, put me in a match with Al Snow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Al. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you, but uh, you're standing in my way. I'm gonna put you down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's no, that's awesome. So, your your booking then your bookings there for devotion. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Talk to us about that. Would you call it so, a success? Um, what you say? Would you call it a success there with um, devotion over the weekend? I think I think it was. Uh, we got we told we um. We, I don't want to give too much away, but because it's uh, it's um, we're, we're, it's filmed, and there's TV taping. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna go get too much away, but um, you know, the back horsemen were we're slowly but surely taking over Salt Lake City, and then soon after that, we're taking over the world. So don't 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 worry. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So, um, so some big things then coming out of uh, Salt Lake City-based devotion in the future. <laughs> Yes, sir. Awesome. Um, moving on from there, what's next? I guess for what's next for the awesome one, Joe Barton. What is next for the awesome one? I'm I'm glad you asked. What is next for me is CSW this coming Saturday, Saturday Colorado Springs. Um, we have a hardcore championship tournament to crown the new CSW hardcore champion, and I am going to become the next CSW Hardcore Champion by any means necessary. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. So, big, um, big, big things to look out for in, in your future. Uh, yes. I am, changing the, I am changing the world of professional wrestling, whether you like it or not. There's a <laughs> lot of right supremacy for wrestlers that need to be changed. And I'm going to spark the flames of a burned down pro wrestling. And in its place, I'm going to build something better. I'm going to build something awesome. <laughs> That's so good, man. That's yeah. so good. Let's just let's be let's be real just for a minute, Lam. Yeah. We discussed it, we discussed it in the past, you and I. Um, Joe Barton, the wrestler. Is not very different from Joe Bass Barton the person, correct? Right, right. I try, I try to be as genuine as I can. Like, I feel like wrestling today has lost a lot of its um, genuineness in it, and that was made pro wrestling. That was pro wrestling was supposed to be. You're supposed to, you know, you see it. You're like, oh shit, it's real. It's these motherfuckers are doing it. But a lot, but today it's. It's, it's not like that, and I want to bring that back. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. So, what? Talk to us a little bit about sort of what what motivates you. We know, you know, you sort of 
you sort of mentioned a lot, you know, just before. But that can't be just the main motivation. I mean, there's got to be something inside you that, you know, that's motivating you every single day to to want to be the best. Yeah, there's, I, there's anger in me. I'm angry all the time yeah. because of what, I'm seeing, what I see in my world. And or since I was a little kid, I guess, you know, you're not supposed to be the angry black man. Fuck that. I'm going to be the angry black man in pro wrestling. I'm, I'm sick of the bullshit. I'm sick, of, I'm sick of not being able to be a pro wrestler because I'm black. I can't be an ass kicker. I can't be a pro wrestler. I got to I gotta be a gimmick. I got to be a rapper. I got to be a thug. I got to be a questionable drug addict. I got to be a Mandingo love fantasy or some bullshit like that. No. My, I am Joe Barton. I am a professional wrestler. I'm the best professional wrestler in the world. I just hope happen to be black. And if you got a problem with me saying that, then do something about it. Don't don't go behind my back and not and talk shit behind to a booker and not give me a book. Come say in my face, come do it, come doing it in the streets, come doing it in the ring, come prove me wrong for real. If you don't think I'm the best. Nah, fair cool. Fair, <laughs> fair, fair cool. Um and my my motivating factor, my motivating factor is this. There is a kid somewhere in the world. Who's being told he can't be he or she can't be anything. And she he or she can't won't amount to anything. I was that kid. Yeah. And I want I want that kid to see me, whoever they are, they'd be like, you know what? Fuck you. He did it. I'm gonna do it too. Now that's awesome, man. That's seriously, that's that's awesome. Like, you know, it we all we all need to be better, you know. Yeah. And and as you and as you said, we could we could all do more. So, yeah. you know, hearing it hearing it come from you, it's it is incredible stuff. You know, like I really want people to take note of, of what you're saying because, um, as you said, there are look there is a there is a serious divide. Look, there is a serious divide in the world right now. Yeah. So, um, and you're right, and you're right, Joe. We have to, we have to be better. Yeah. And it's it's and it's gonna be hard work. It's gonna be hard work, but it won't it's be, worth it. it won't it's be worth easy, it. But it won't be easy. Um, that's why we all need to play a part. You know, if there's if there's a few, you know, if there's only a, if there's only a minority that's playing a part, it's let's just be real. It's not going to change. Right. So we all, we all need to be better. Yes, sir. Um, and the whole and then, I'm just, you, um, you know, yeah. that everyone's in, look, everyone's entitled to, to their own opinion. Um, that's just, this is just the opinion of, you know, of two people opposite sides of the world, Joe. Yeah. So it's, you know, unfortunately it's not just up to, up to, up to you and me. Yeah, but like, it's a, but here's something about that. But here's something that isn't an opinion. It is something that you can like pick or choose. Human rights isn't <laughs> isn't an opinion. A person Correct. who, yeah, a black person, a homosexual person, 
there or 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 even a woman, there's no opinion on that. You know, we exist, we have our we have rights, we feel there's there's no there's no opinion whether they we should exist or not. We we, we exist. We have we have give us first we were asked for civil rights. Now we're at now now we're demanding equal rights, equal rights. And I'm not I'm not I'm not taking anything less. Yeah. It should it's just yeah, it, it shouldn't have to be like that. We're all, you know, we're all created equal with as you said, whether you're, you know, man, woman, white, dark, you know, you know, Asian, <laughs> any anything. It, it it shouldn't matter. All right. And it definitely because, doesn't matter in pro sports or the world of professional yeah. wrestling. Right. There's no place and, for it in society, so there shouldn't be a place for it in pro wrestling. Right. And you, if you got, if you got a problem with that, get the fuck out the sport. <laughs> <laughs> or take it up, or take it up with Joe Barton. Yeah, my D, my DMs are open. I'm, I'm, I'm available. You come, you come talk to me. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. That you know, that's a sad. I don't think there'd be many people that would come to uh, that would come to your face to to tell you that you sound you are you sound like a dangerous man. No, I'm, I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice. No, nah, you man. are. I'm very, you, you I'm very are. approachable. I don't. I don't. I honestly don't like to be violent. I don't. I don't. <laughs> but at the same, but at the same time, people really like to like to take my kindness for weakness and I have to teach them that I'm not that person. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving forward, so your long you know, you know, looking long term, you've got to have you know, you've got to have a, a plan in mind of of where you want to go, what you want to achieve. Oh most definitely I have I've already kickstarted my plan. So I started. I started my LLC, also one wrestling, and uh, one one. I started that to take make sure I take care of myself. Everything I own, everything I do, it under one is under one house as as mine. And not 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 in the immediate future, but in the long term, I am going to start my own promotion. Excellent. That's that's uh, uh, I have a I have a vision of how I want professional wrestling to be, and I'm going and it's a five it's it's a five five or six year plan, and those five or six years you're going to see my vision come to life. That's excellent. Okay. That's excellent. So it, once this um once COVID and everything hopefully is out the way, or once we can sort of start traveling again any aspirations to travel abroad and oh you know, practice yes, your craft sir. yes sir yeah, dude i am dude i am going to get as soon as soon everything as soon we're able to get out this country <laughs> yeah i am i am going i am going balls to the wall everywhere trying to get my trying to train trying to perform so trying to Get Joe Barton, Joe Barton, and the Black Horseman names out there, because I really believe in my heart of hearts that Black Horsemen, we are the new standard of pro wrestling. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That really is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're, a, I know you're a big fan of um, of the 
of the Japanese product. Yeah. Um, have you been following? Did you catch Dominion at all? Or yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, Man, no, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not looking. People good was for, mad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not looking good for Lij at the moment. Um, I'm just gonna say this. Um, his name is Evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you. I don't know what you expected from a guy named Evil. Evil, yeah. <laughs> this is. Uh, uh, I was listening to Tama Tonga's podcast, and he brought up a good point. This is the, I believe, the first time since <laughs> its inception that the Bullet Club is all Japanese with a Japanese leader. Oh man, man, damn. Yeah, I just yeah, I just realized that. First time since since its inception. Mm. Um, big things. It looks like a bit of a split is uh, is happening there at the moment. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I, I hope Lij hear this, but like, yo, y'all need a new member. Yo, I'm right here. And <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, New Japan Pro Wrestling as a whole could use a little more color. Y'all, you know, y'all quick to bring the white boys over, but you know what I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, just saying. Joe Biden yeah, they, is open. They, they love cheeseburger over there. They love my boy cheeseburger over there. <laughs> Joe Joe Bun is open to Japan once COVID is over. Yeah, um, come on, come on, come on, Nathan. You can use me. I got your back, baby. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Is that is that on the cards for you? I mean, is that something you want to do? Do you want do, do you want to travel to Japan? Do you want to practice your craft in Japan? Yes, I want. I want to be IWGP Heavyweight Champion. <laughs> awesome, man! That's something yeah. uh, something huge to something huge to strive for. Definitely a uh, cup, very very coveted um, coveted championship. Yeah, that's that's my that's that's one of my dreams. Like I'm. I want. I want to like. I believe like you. You say you're the best wrestler in the world, and you never competed in New Japan wrestling. You're, you're slacking because that's where the best wrestlers go to be the best wrestlers in the world, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I, look, I, 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 I agree. Um, I'd say you know, I'm, you know, listening to David McGregor and stuff like that on Busted Open. Um, you know they share the they share the opinion where the IWGP is probably the most prestigious championship in the world today. You know in the, in professional wrestling, so definitely definitely a crowning achievement. Um, Joe, I'd love to see you get there. Um, yeah. You obviously you know you're obviously working hard. You, you're doing the right things. Um, you know you've got you've got a lot. You know, you've got a lot happening at the moment, which is good. You know, with the with COVID, you know, you, a lot of bookings and hopefully a hardcore championship on the horizon as well. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, you know, if you are successful with a hardcore championship, where would you know, where would something like that? How much would something like that mean to you? You know, would that be would that be your first championship belt? Would that? Yeah, it'll be my it'll be my first championship in um pro in the sport of pro wrestling. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, to me, the winning the CSW Hardcore Championship, which is the first step, and just um, 
changing, changing, first changing Colorado wrestling as a whole. Because, uh, like, people just, people don't know, people really don't know we're out here. And how, and how I'm going to raise the sirens and raise the alarm, let them know we out here. I'm going to set all of Colorado wrestling on fire. And win that CSW Hardcore Championship with the first out. That's awesome. No, I'm, I'll, be, uh, I'll be looking forward to it. Will that be recorded or, or, um, it will, it will, I believe it will be recorded. Is, uh, I think they go have it on Facebook Live as well. Awesome. So give them out Colorado Springs, um, pro wrestling, uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado Cash In. Uh, check it out on Facebook Live. Uh, this coming, this coming Saturday, I believe. We will go. We'll be going live at seven PM Mountain Time. What do you want to see out of the world of pro wrestling going forward? Now, I know you, you look. I know you've mentioned a little bit just before, um, but talk about the product. You know, what what, what do you? What, obviously, right now, the current product. There's no fans. Um, you know, they're trying to use the cinematic match types <laughs> a lot more, trying to engage, you know, the audience at home. What what do you want to see out of the product and and what do you want to and what do you, I guess how do you want to grow as a performer in the well, in the future? Well, well I wanna see well, I first want to see after pandemic. I want to see more diversity. I don't want to have, I don't I don't want to see you know wrestlers have to risk their lives because of the pandemic. Because if you notice, you know, all the wrestlers of color have been really sticking coming up, like really coming through the coming through the ranks because they're willing really to step up during the pandemic where a lot of their top stars aren't and that's kind of a history. That's kind of a history of actually this country. We're so down to be down to this country because we're willing to risk our lives. And I would like, I would like to, see, I would like to see that without risking our lives after the pandemic. Yeah, no. yeah. And um, something else I would like to see. I would like to see. You know, I would like to see more intergender wrestling. And that's one thing because. You know, I believe in the in the on the whether it's on the battlefield or in the ring, there is no gender. So every everybody everybody get their ass whooped, in my opinion. So <laughs> there is no there is no uh no one no one is above an ass whooping, in my opinion. So and I also because I come from that world where I, where I, I train with women, I train women. Um, yeah, there should be no difference. If you want to be, if you want world heavyweight champ, the world heavyweight championship should be unisex, in my opinion. Yeah, we saw a little bit of it. We saw a little bit of it um, in Impact Wrestling. Obviously, the pandemic and Tessa Blanchard's contract sort of, yeah, sort of stuffed that one up. But um, yeah, we Impact Wrestling were, I guess, one of the first to to put their um, you know I guess their most prestigious title on uh, on a female um, 
you know, because I just see because it was Impact Wrestling that did it. I just you know yeah. obviously it didn't get the... they should have, they should have went with Jordan Grace, but that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, George Jordan, another fantastic talent. Um, yeah. Terrific, terrific talent. Jordan, Jordan Grace called me fat. <laughs> did she? <laughs> not, 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 not like that. Like she was at um, she was wrestling at Respects in uh, in Denver. And she was looking for somebody to pick up and slam on another wrestler. I raised my hand, and she looked at me. She's like, "Oh, you're too big." I'm like, "Damn!" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Okay, that's an interesting little tale. <laughs> no, that's um, that's awesome, Joe. Have you wrestled? Have you wrestled? Uh, have you wrestled at home in Memphis? Any bookings in Memphis as of yet, or coming up? Um, no, no, not yet. But I am. I'm trying my damn just to get booked in Memphis. Um, like I told you, my dad, my dad's tech. Yeah, He's really good. And uh, I wanna, you know, I want my dad to see me and my and my craft, see me doing my craft. And uh, I'm like, if any Memphis promoters or bookers or whoever runs a Memphis-based promotion, I will wrestle perform for free. In Memphis, you don't have to worry about travel pay or anything like that. I just want to perform in front of my father, so you know that's that's my that's my another big goal of mine to, to do right there, uh, performing in front of my father. Well, um, mate, let's do our uh, let's do our uh, damnedest to get you booked in Memphis. Yeah. So, any Memphis wrestling promoters out there? Book mm-hmm. Joe Barton. Yeah. Um, I mean, you get you get your money's worth. You get more of your money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's 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 awesome, Joe. Look, as we uh, look as we wrap things up now, I just want to say thank you. Um, you know, it was, it was great to uh, great to to have a chat with you here on the Wrist Tape Roundup. Um, yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, big big things coming out of your future. Um, mm. Let's hope you get that booking. Let's hope you get that booking in Memphis. Let's hope you win the hardcore championship. Yes, sir. And, um, <coughs> you know, let's, uh, as we said, let's all try and be better going forward. Yeah. Hey, this, this is the, we have a life is long, life is hard. Let's try, let's try, uh, let's try to do our best to make it easy on each other, man. Yeah, well said. Well, very well said, Joe. Give. Give yourself a plug on social media. Where can we find you? Yes, yes, yes. You can find the awesome one, Joe Barton, on Instagram at Joe Barton Wrestling. On Twitter at I am awesome 513 uh, Please, please buy one of my T-shirts at Pro Wrestling Tees, Joe Barton Wrestling. I have five cool designs. Trust me, they're better than most independent wrestlers' T-shirt designs. <laughs> I'm not ta- I'm not talking shit, but I'm just saying I take a lot of pride and work in designing all my doing all my designs. So please help a brother out. I'm broke, baby. <laughs> Ain't no gimmick. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not make, I'm not making the the, the John Cena money yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome, Joe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and also I also I TikTok too. So find me on TikTok, Joe Partner Wrestling, before um, Trump closed that down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it was in uh, on a little side note. It was in um, 
they were calling for TikTok to be banned here in Australia as well. <laughs> yeah, big shout out to Primo Premier Pro Wrestling uh, for giving me the platform and the opportunity uh, to get the, to tell my story, to talk about my activism. Um, shout out to Devotion Championship Wrestling in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Shout out to uh, Colorado Springs Wrestling. And uh, you know what? Okay. Shout out to Rocky Mountain Pro. Even uh, even though I get a proud of the owners, they do it. They do a good job with tra- with training with training. Um, if you if you're looking for good training, come to Rocky Mountain Pro. A stream twenty four seven in Denver. Um, yeah, that's awesome. No, that's awesome. Joe, thank you very much for for your time. Um, uh, I do appreciate it. You know, I think you've got such an interesting story to tell. Um, and, you know, that, that story's not, not over yet. So, and it's only just starting, which is, which is very exciting. And I think, you know, I think the fans of professional wrestling are going to be in for a real treat, um, real treat going forward. So um, it has been an absolute pleasure, Joe, to, to you. have you on, on the Wrist Tape Roundup. Uh, love, to, love to hear from you more I guess, in the future. Uh, coach, uh, I'm all, always, I'm always down. Like any, anytime, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, great, greatly, greatly appreciate it, Joe. Uh, thank, thank you again. And thank you, thank you for having me. All the best. Thanks, Joe. Uh, you have a good one. You too. Thanks. Bye.